Thank you for joining us. In this podcast, we are real people talking about real things, child abuse and neglect, a topic that is all too often left in the shadows of silence, leaving survivors alone, fearful, and oftentimes without a voice. We're having conversations to become louder than silence. It is here where we will invite you to join us and be the change needed to end child abuse and neglect. This podcast is brought to you by our dear friends at the Conference Experience. The folks at the Conference Experience have really helped us out at EndCan. Um, here for the last year and a half, they do incredible work, especially during COVID. They have really stepped up to the plate and helped us out. So if you're needing any audiovisual production or even um, support and help with running an event, please give the Conference Experience a call. Their number is 720-373-3273, or you can also check them out at theconferenceexperience.com. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Louder Than Silence podcast. My name is Lori Poland, and I am the Executive Director for the National Foundation to End Child Abuse and Neglect. Today, it is my privilege to have Grace French join us. Um, Grace is the president of a remarkable organization that I cannot wait for her to tell you guys about. Um, our partnership liaison at EndCan uh, was able to make connection with her and we met her through a town hall meeting a couple of months ago in her organization. And I'm just elated that you're here, Grace. Thank you for being here. Um, can you tell our follower, our listeners who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, and thank you so much, Lori, for having me. It's really a privilege and an honor to, to meet you virtually and, and to be on this podcast. Um, so like Lori said, my name is Grace French. I am the founder and president of an organization called the Army of Survivors. We were founded right after the Larry Nassar sentencing um, by a group of survivors of Larry Nassar. Um, our mission is to bring awareness, accountability, and transparency to sexual violence within athletics um, and against athletes at all levels. So we are really working to change the systems that allowed our abuse to happen in the first place. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And, and you know, what's interesting, Grace, um, when I heard the title of your organization, and I didn't want to give it away earlier, but I think <laughs> there are several podcasts um, where I say we need to build an army of survivors here because like so many other issues that a lot of people don't want to talk about, the way that those issues came into light is the army of people who were survivors of that issue mm -hmm. and or people who had been impacted by it, right? And I think that the time has come for child abuse and neglect to move into the light and out of the darkness and out of the shadows of shame and fear and guilt and silence, because that's ultimately what the offenders and perpetrators seek and ask and request and demand of their victims. And the, the pressure of that and the, the holding of those stories and experiences can be so damaging and so harmful to those impacted by it, not just survivors themselves, but even our communities and our families and our relationships. So I think it's beautiful that you've done what you've done. And I just truly 
want to thank you for doing the work that you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I think to add on to that, there's such a strength that comes with the community um, coming forward with your story and being able to do that with people standing by your side, I think is, is what brings so many people the empowerment that they feel um, when telling their story. And that was one of the inspirations for our organization was to be able to be those people standing next to survivors and victims as they come forward to make sure that they weren't standing there alone. Yeah. Well, and, and off air, we were, we were, (laughs) we were talking, I was telling Grace, like, oh, I always have these rich conversations off air, and I need to just hit record. (laughs) Um, But off air, we were talking about, you know, you, part of the focus for you that you had mentioned in um, starting this organization was not to reinvent the wheel. So Mm -hmm help help our listeners understand what drove this for you and how it's different from say other organizations that work with survivors and really help them stand together like you're de- like you're describing yeah like we said one of my goals was never to come and redo work that other people are already doing. I think there's value in being that connection between organizations that are doing that great work. So I'm really looking for partnerships that can help with those parts of our mission that we may not have the most expertise on. So how can we use the experts that are already out there and the organizations that are already out there doing this work to come together to create solutions to broken systems rather than trying to do it all myself. Because as an organization, I don't think any one organization can come out of the shadows and fix this problem by themselves. It's gotta be a collaboration across the nation, across the world in order to fix an entire culture. So, Yeah, and and it's really like, it's just the way we look at it, right? It's just the way we look at it and handle it and respond to it that we're asking people to think slightly differently about, you know, like we're asking people to believe, we're asking people to not minimize, we're asking people to have our backs, we're, we're asking people to, to support and to be an ear, you know, Um, we're asking people to protect and, and look out for, right? I mean, we're really not asking for people to change their worldview. We're not asking them to, to go beyond their ethics and values and morals. Like I've truly never met anybody that thinks that child abuse, specifically sexual, sexual abuse, which is a lot of what you guys focus on. Um, but I've never met anybody who's like, yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, the odds are with us, right? Like there's very few naysayers and that feels like, okay, we already have a lot of momentum here. And and so now it's just kind of asking people to look at it a little bit differently and to respond to it a little bit differently and, and ultimately to keep our kids safe, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Tell me, um, tell me what makes you guys different at Army of Survivors? I think 
one of the biggest things that I focused on from the beginning is to bring in survivor voices throughout everything that we do. So mm-hmm. our board is a majority survivor voices, our volunteers are majority survivor voices. So we have these people who are building an organization like they would have liked to have while they were going through trauma, coming forward, um, what they would have liked to see as their worlds were breaking down around them. So I think that's that empathy and having that community come together to build something by survivors for survivors is what makes us really special. Mm, I love that by survivors for survivors. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And so tell me, like, can you help us understand some of the work that you're doing and some of the organizations and, and maybe even systems that you're looking at to respond differently and to put policies and protection in place for the survivors or, or even really for, for athletes and, and, and young children who are engaged in, in these kind of activities? Yeah, really good question. So our activities really are held up by three sort of pillars, we like to say. Um, education, resources, and advocacy are our three focus areas. Um, within those, we focus on prevention, intervention, and response to sexual violence within athletics. So on this sort of uh, three by three matrix, if you, if you can imagine that in, you, in your mind, we really try to focus on breaking down cultural norms that may exist in sport that allow for perpetrators to thrive, that allow for educators and administrators in the sports world to ignore the signs of abuse. Right. So for example, one of the biggest things that um, we are educating on is alone time with coaches is something that is normalized within sport, but that's an opportunity if coaches were a predator for them to prey on a young athlete whose entire world is this sport and who is afraid to speak up because they may lose their spot on the team. They may lose their identity as an athlete. And so they won't say anything. The coach has that alone time. So we often say to parents, make sure that if there is alone time, or even if there isn't, if it's a team activity, a team sport, that you're able to observe if wanted, Mm -hmm. you're able to interrupt the practice if wanted. And those two really are the keys that we're trying to get through um, through our education to parents, especially, is um, interruptible and observable um, interactions with children in sport. Yeah. You know, I have a a little girl who started, uh, gymnastics at the age of two and she's Mm -hmm. now 12. And so she's, um, bumped up to the competitive level. And it's, I mean, in my town, in my community, in my small village and in my home, I can see the impact of your work and, and other organizations in your space, I can see the impact of all of your all of y'all's work, <laughs> even within our own gym, and the way that they do private lessons, and the way that they, um, you know, do travel meets, and the yeah. I mean, just in so many different things, the way that they, the, just the way they handle everything, 
it is it's so beautiful to see such a quick shift and i know it's not happening everywhere i know that there's still a lot of teams and a lot of you know i know, i know there's still a lot to be done believe <laughs> me i get it absolutely and like from one mom of a of an athlete and of a gymnast specifically because the larry nassar case really it was something i just couldn't pull my eyes away from and mm-hmm. um it just really hit home for me and in as a as a parent i hadn't it hadn't even crossed my mind even though i'm a sex abuse survivor and i and i know so many people that are and, and i know athletes that were it just didn't i was like there's no way that that would happen to to my daughter in this community mm-hmm. and i'm just like wow how naive of me to believe that, right? And so thank you for your work and your messaging because it um, just on like a human to human level, not even a, an executive on an executive level, <laughs> organizational leader, you know, just as a, as a mom, I just want to thank you because it was, it was almost within months. Wow. It was almost, it was so vastly different the way our gym changed all of their policies, all of their safety precautions. And I'm so honored to know that there's groups like yours and groups like Safe Sport and Child USA and among so many and voices like yours and voices like so many of the other Larry Nassar victims and victims of coaches in general who came out. I have to thank all of you because had you not, who knows how many more children would not be being protected. And again, I know there's a lot of work to be done, but you've already made a major impact and saved hundreds of thousands of students. And I just think it's beautiful, especially when I read your website and, and you say 7% of athletes are sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And you're making me tear up. This is literally why why I created this organization. Like, yeah. I I think there needs to be awareness about how big this problem was and still is. It's not just at MSU or at the Crowley Ranch or the other spaces um, that were in my case specifically. It's a culture problem through sport, and yeah. it's it's a power dynamic between um, athletes and anybody above them so coaches yeah. trainers um Our administration right. yeah exactly so it's changing and empowering athletes so that they feel that they have a voice no yeah. matter where they are in their sport it's changing the way that we think about child athletes and elite athletes so that they realize that if something bad happens they can speak out and there will be no repercussions they don't have to fear that they're going to lose that part of themselves that is a gymnast, that is a dancer, that is a diver. Right. So, you know, and and if I may, I, I want to just even come up to like a 15,000 foot view because, mm-hmm. you know, as the executive director and a co-founder of the National Foundation and Child Abuse and Neglect, you know, we've been told this, it's so vast. It's such a huge population there's so many issues where do you even begin and and 
And I, you know, and then I've had people say, I've had even other podcasters say, this is not something that's going to happen in my lifetime, or this, is, I have, you know, have job security. And, and I, and it just like breaks my heart because I wish that, I wish that those of us that are fighting against it would truly know that it's so, po- it's possible, right? But mm-hmm. I, I also want to say that, I truly believe just like so many other issues in the la- that I've that I've been able to witness in the last 30 years have completely come out of the shadows and out of the dark of something that we never ever once spoke about like suicide mm-hmm. like breast cancer like LGBT you know and so some of those are medical issues some of those are social issues and child abuse and neglect is both right and And so, and it's not, to me, it's not even just about athletes, it's about children. And and we've seen those other issues by people having the courage and willingness and capability to stand together, even against the, the naysayers, even against the people who are threatening their lives and and hanging them and and you know I'm thinking about Rosa Parks and I'm thinking about MLK and I'm thinking about you know Susan B. Coleman even for instance yeah. like somebody did this work in, on in her on her behalf and look at how impactful it has been and how much has it changed in, in just the breast cancer world alone in the last 20 years. I cannot help but think that you, Grace, you and your fellows have modeled for all of the other survivors, even outside of the athletic world, that we have a voice and that it is okay for us to use it. And there is no, there's no fault on you or on us, no matter who says, be quiet, stop talking about this, get over it, you're fine, that didn't happen, whatever the story is, right? By you standing up and by all of, all of your peers standing up and by creating this Army of Survivors organization, you've not just led the way for the athletic world, but you've led the way for so many others too. And if 7% of athletes are sexually abused, I know that the statistics of, of children who aren't in, I mean, who are being abused by any of everybody else is really mm-hmm. high. And I just want to thank you because you, you are modeling that it can be done. And I am witness to that happening in my own world. And I'm just excited for the next 20 years. And I'm excited for us to have coffee together, tea together (laughs) in 20 years, where we're toasting one another and saying, remember that day on in the beginning of 2021 when we were sitting in our perspective separate places online because we couldn't even be together (laughs) in person and and we did this podcast and it was just the beginning. And look at what we've done now. Look at the millions and millions of who stand together and say, hey, that's not okay. And the millions of people that protect their, the children of our world, even when they're not their own, you know? So thank you, Grace. 
you're you're so well it's such a privilege to be doing this work and and I truly believe by empowering one voice you can really add to the chorus of people all around the world calling for this and I think that's so powerful to think about if I can stand up or if I can empower somebody to to feel as if they can tell their story that is a ripple effect that is adding so many voices beyond what you can even imagine I never thought that by coming forward I would create a 501c3 (laughs) I never understood that the power the power that I had within myself and I think that's something that I would encourage other survivors and victims to reflect upon is you have that power within yourself. It's just finding that courage to take that first step. And that does not have to be telling your story to the world. Like I did It can just be asking for help. Yeah. Going to therapy, taking that first step. And that's empowering to yourself and can be empowering to the people around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Grace, how can people find out um, how to support you and your work and how can they find you? So the Army of Survivors is online at thearmyofsurvivors.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, under the Army of Survivors. So feel free to find me there and my organization there. Wonderful. And, and I'm saying this online because I want, we, I want us to have so many witnesses. Um, (laughs) And I am so excited about knowing you more and standing next to you, not as a survivor of athletic abuse, because that isn't my story, but I am certainly a survivor of abuse on, on various facets. And I just am honored to call you a fellow survivor. And I thank you for modeling how to do this with such grace and dignity. And um, I look forward to being more involved and for our organizations to work together and for our united voices to just be amplified even more. So thank you, Grace, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to continue to change the world with you. Yeah, likewise, right? Like, who gets to say that on a, on a Wednesday? Who gets exactly. To say I'm changing the world today. It's fine. I'm just going to go to work and change the world. It's so cool. What an honor. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for listening in. This is Grace French with Army of Survivors. My name is Lori Poland, and I'm the Executive Director for the National Foundation and Child Abuse and Neglect. You are listening to the Louder Than Silence podcast, and this has just been so much fun. Stay tuned for our next one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I want to thank each of you again for joining us today and listening in. If you or someone you know is being abused, please call 1-800-4-A-CHILD. To learn more about ENDCAN, visit www.endcan.org or find us on all social media platforms. Join us in being louder than silence and being a part of the change. Please leave a comment, like our podcast, or share with your friends. The more the word spreads, the more of a collective impact we can have. If you have a question or you know someone who would want to be a guest on our podcast, please contact be the change at endcan.org. Thanks again and have a great day.